0: Did anyone else go into this season of The Valley and think this is gonna be terrible, but now they're like, I love it? Cause that's me. Hi, I'm Emily, host of the podcast, She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. So come check me out everywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, welcome to season two of Chilling With Ice. I'm your host, Lori Fetrick, also known as ice from the hit iconic show, American Gladiators. Chilling with Ice is a show where we have real one-on-one conversations with athletes, lifestyle gurus, and pop culture icons. We cover everything from 90s classic to recent trends and so much more. I really want to thank Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. If you're looking to hear great stories from people who work in the industry or just use cannabis as medicine and it has changed or saved their lives, Cannabis Talk 101 is a must-listen-to podcast. Check them out on all social medias at Cannabis Talk 101, and you can also see their magazine at CannabisTalkMagazine.com. Welcome back to Chilling with Ice, and I am so excited today because I am in my new home. I have a gentleman sitting here today who's going to well, gonna do a little interview with me. This is the one and only Joe Grande. Joe has... Joe, you're amazing, first of all. But I'm gonna.
1: No, you're amazing. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
0: tell my listeners here, this man has been in radio since 1992. I asked him how long that was. He couldn't count back that far, so we're just gonna go with
1: 1992. I mean, that's when I started. Hey, you know, I mean? you're asking when I started. This is when I started. How many years? You know, but but it's better this way because when the listener listens to this and it's 2025, there you go. You could always go back to 1992.
0: 1992. He uh, started Cannabis Talk 101 about five to six years ago with the other gentleman, Mr. Blue. Mr.
1: Blue, who's the CEO, mastermind.
0: But you also worked in some amazing radio markets. The number two market with uh, Ryan Seacrest in Los Angeles. Big boy boy. in the morning show. Uh Um, And then the other thing, Fox Sports, NBC Sports. I mean, the list goes on. You started going through your phone just a minute ago, showing me photos, boxing. Um, You did the last uh, interview
1: with the notorious uh, VIG. VIG.
0: Yes. I mean, you. Aaliyah, ha-
1: that you wanted to look at again, blowing a candle out of my ass, <laughs> going, wait a minute, let me zoom in.
0: <laughs> you have. I just wanted to show the- you how crazy uh, it was. You, you were know, crazy. Have- and yes. I, I've seen, I saw some of those photos from your, I mean, your boxing photos and those sexy photos. Yes. Damn. Yes. That,
1: that, because I've worked out and tried to be hard at, you know, being like you. Because people like you Aww. inspired me in the 90s. I was like, if I could be an American Gladiator. Oh, my goodness. Oh,
0: you would have been a badass American Gladiator. Especially when you see
1: me when I was big and I was like Mr. Security. Because I was head of security before I got into radio and entertainment. So I was constantly fighting. Then you see my boxing, you know, a little bit. Or like I would have loved to try it. That's why I said I used to watch it and love it going, oh, these dudes are fucking tough. Oh, my God, these girls are even tougher. Oh my goodness. So I'm a fan. I I appreciate
0: that. And before we get into this interview, I'm going to, I'm going to, because you're going to actually interview me Yes,
1: because this is your new platform. We're season two of chilling with ice and you know, people want to know what it's going to be about. So we're part of your new home that is honored to be hosting this. So, you know, we're, CT101 Inc., Cannabis Talk 101. For those who don't know, we're the world's number one source for everything cannabis. You can follow us on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. You can check out our magazine at Cannabis Talk Magazine. Like I said, my boy Blue is at the number one, Christopher Wright. I'm at Joe Grande 52 on all social media. And you can see who we are, but we are actually a production hub as well, CT101 Inc., that is honored to have Chilling with Ice here at our wow. studio and production studio because. When we first met you, we had you on our show and our platform, and you came to our facility, and we instantly fell in love.
0: I think it was when you came behind me. And you said um... it. I didn't th- I, you know what? I, mean, I, didn't,
1: I didn't think I busted that <laughs> quick, you guys, but you know what? <laughs> You, she just rolled, you just rolled up behind me, so
0: just kind of like, hello, Miss Ice. I mean, you
1: know, it's like, oh, she's lesbian? Well, she's not going to mind this then because <laughs> she's not wanting it, but I want it. Let me get behind this woman.
0: I was like, can you take that microphone out of your pocket, please? I'm like, nope. I'm happy to see you. <laughs> okay. So before we get into this, um, this little interview that you're just going to quiz me on, I want to know something. Please. What made you decide to get into radio?
1: Oh, that's such a fun question. I look back at it and think of when I was at the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds and there was an RV out front and I used to go to the uh, fairgrounds and I used to Indian dance as a kid, right? So every year I would go to the fairgrounds. And when I said Indian dance as a kid, I want to just show you uh little Joe as the Indian boy with his Indian costume. That's adorable. That's right there, right? So uh, that is adorable. And I used to perform there, dance there my whole nine. And I remember seeing this RV when I was walking out one day and a guy was signing autographs from KFO. San Jose Radio Station. I was like, that's cool. One day I want to be on the radio and do that. And this is junior high, maybe elementary. Then in high school, I started doing the daily bulletin, uh, announcing basketball games, you know, the announcements for the day. And then I was ASB president in high school. and So I'm always that guy on the mic and fucking blah, blah, blah. Captain of the football team, baseball team, rugby team. And then my major in college was radio, television, and film. And I got my degree from San Jose State. Started off as an intern in San Jose, and I've just been following my dreams ever since.
0: Is it more fun doing your own podcast than a radio show in the morning?
1: You know, I've had the privilege that when I first started to doing mornings with a show called The Doghouse, that was the largest rated morning show in still the history of radio. Like like a number one show, for instance, has a 4.5 rating, right? And that's the number one ranked show in whatever market. We had a double digit rating in San Francisco, the number four market in the country. So it was huge, and when I say huge, you've had that feeling where you walk around and people ice ice right yes 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 that happened to me a lot more than not every day every day in the bay area when i grew up oh big joe big joe you know i have tattoos (laughs) on my back big joe and i had green hair red hair as you've seen the pictures i was a freaking freak show right Mm -hmm. so um that was really fun but limited even though i say limited we couldn't curse this and that although we got away with so much more before (sighs) you know before uh Justin Timberlake took you know, Janet Jackson's shirt off and showed that all the things changed because we used to get away with so much more in radio, and then that really changed the whole game. But I enjoyed radio a lot, and we did a lot of crazy fun things, uh, from the doghouse to Big Boy to Ryan and Fox Sports NBC doing more just reporting. But... um you know, and when I was doing radio, like I was in the locker room for the Lakers when they won the three-peat. I was doing the Raider pregame. I was doing, so when you say, do you miss it? There's cool things that yeah. I really yeah. did that were like, oh my God, the athletes seeing The Rock yes. and talking with The Rock and yes. doing this or that. And it's like going to this concert, that concert. We still now throw concerts as CT 101, Eat Cannabis Talk yes. 101 are doing really cool things. I mean, we had Ludacris Buster Rhymes and I'm still in that same kind of mix But when you do that morning show, it's different than any other show. The morning drive is the biggest show that you could be a part of. So do I miss it? Yes, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There was big moments of, you know, like I say, J-Lo comes through, Brad Pitt, that means you said the biggest, biggest stars because I was in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's the number two market in the country. All the big A-list people came onto the shows I was a part of, and for me, one of the greatest moments, memories of like, do you miss it? I remember going to the Laker locker room my first time, and I seen Kobe. Like, hey Kobe, what up, dog? It's Joe Grande. Can I get interview? Joe Grande. Joe! No way! I listen to you. Every day. <laughs> I'm like, check yeah. them. You don't listen. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, you no, they I'm do. Thinking, yeah, yes. you're in L.A., so Isn't people cool? listen to you. So it's like, do you miss that? Yeah. Now I do a podcast. Do you, does everybody get to listen to it? Once they find out, they're like, oh, Joe, I peeped out your pocket. That's dope. Or you had, you know, you had ice on. That was cool. You know, it, it's growing and growing. Yeah. But when you're on the radio in Los Angeles and when I was in San Francisco, it was such a huge show. It was such a big impact and I just love entertaining. Mm-hmm. Just like when I jumped behind you that first time, it was it was entertaining everybody Dude, else. I and can fuck see the us.
0: smile on your face you when what you're what I mean? talking about this. So is like it's you can like, tell. yeah, I yeah. love and
1: I miss it. I miss entertaining, but I get to do that here on the show and I get to help other shows and create other shows like we were doing with you beforehand. We're prepping, doing things. So I get to utilize my talents and my degrees to help everybody else around me to make more shows better, to make more things, entertaining. So there's even a better gratitude, I feel now, knowing what we went over. Only you and I know what we went over today, right? And I feel so so happy about that. I
0: am so excited to work with you. You have no idea.
1: Well, I'm excited for you to be a part of us and for us to be a part of your family to deliver content to the show. So I I don't know if you want to ask me another question, but I would really like the listeners to hear about what I have for you (laughs) because this is season two of Chilling With Ice.
0: All right, let's get into this. As we get ready for Chilling
1: With Ice, folks, those have been listening to her. She's mostly been doing, of course, the gladiators, the first season. Mm -hmm. So how was that for you? First off, how did season (sighs) one wrap up and you feel about it?
0: I absolutely loved it. I didn't think that I was going to get the response that I got. Um, But yet on the backside of that, I'm going to say I did expect it because a lot of people didn't know about the gladiators themselves. And that's what started my whole podcast is when I started doing my TikTok, People were like, oh my God, I didn't know you were you know, funny or you had this personality or you were that way.
1: Oh, you're so funny on there too, it, <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: <laughs> and it started dawning on me going, wow, nobody really truly knows the American Gladiators. They know the persona of ice and nitro and laser and zap, but they don't know who we are as people. So when I started doing the interview and having them all on, I learned things about them that I had no idea. And it was just so absolutely exciting and, Just getting back into that, it's like a big family. It's really what and it felt was. like a
1: family reunion when I was listening to some of these podcasts, yes. and, and I didn't realize how many of you all hooked up with each other either. Not I mean, all. You know, I didn't say all. <laughs> I said I didn't realize how many <laughs> of you all did. Maybe, I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying listening to some of the podcasts, like oh, such and such hooked up, such and such hooked up, and it was like wow. Well, it's or a, somebody was hooking up with listener over there, or you know, whatever people coming aboard.
0: Well, it's funny to say that because the, uh, when I first started my podcast, I, I it was before the Netflix doc, uh, the documentary Muscles and Mayhem came out. And I knew who hooked up and I just couldn't come out and say it yet until the documentary hit. And then it was like, okay, free-for-all. Open season now, <laughs> yeah, which exactly. is cool. So and not only
1: that, that documentary was so good and it was just perfect timing for you to have that first season. And now what can people expect for the second season?
0: Oh, the second season's gonna be it's gonna be so much. I, I wanted to say so much more funner. How was that glaring, grammar? Well, that's for great you. Grammar for
1: me. I, I, you know what's funnier is I remember being made fun of that exact line time and time and time oh, again. Good, good, good. What, it's not funner. It's not more funner? funner. This it's is way, way more, more funner. funner. Exactly. See, totally, high five dude. on that one. I do that all the time. It's like part of. Uh, I think that should be American lingo. It should
0: be in the dictionary. Funner. And right? more funner. More funner. Um, I I can't I can't wait actually because I've got some um people lined up, some sports athletes, some models, some. Some icons, and I'm super excited to get them in here and interview them and just find it, you know, little things out about them that I want to personally know because I've, I I want to know. I know everybody else wants to know about them too
1: well chilling with ice season two is coming we are just starting it off you guys uh when we come back we're going to take a break real quick i want to ask you how old were you when you started american gladiators and what advice would you give anybody out there that wants to get into these athletic career or entertainment and athletics it's it's not cannabis talk 101 i'm sorry oh. it's chilling with ice we'll be right back with lori after this break
0: You know, with the holiday season just around the corner, you may be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for your jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. All you need to do is head over to factormeals.com slash icebaby50 Use that code and you're going to get 50% off on all your meals. That code again is ice baby 50 at factormealscom icebaby slash ice baby 50 to get 50% off. Welcome back to chilling with ice and Joe, you have some questions for me and I'm, I'm actually, you had, I don't know how old was I? Asked yes, that? The- I mean,
1: here we go. Question number one, the listeners want to know how old were you when you started on American gladiator? So that's a quick answer but then the elaboration would be, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to get started in athletics and entertainment? Because let's just face it, you know, there's a lot of acting gigs, there's movie roles, there's all kinds of things. There's the, the other sport thing that they're hitting people off the you know, show, the crazy ones. So, you know, there's not American Gladiators yet, so to speak, but your age and your advice.
0: Um, I was 28 when I started American Gladiators.
1: So, four years ago. Wow.
0: Actually, five. (laughs) Um, Five years ago, when I was 28 years old, I started, I tried out. Let me think this. I tried out when I was 28. It took me three months to get the job, and it was around March. So, my birthday ish. And that's why I was kind of hovering over the number a little bit. March 28th.
1: Are you shitting me? No. My birthday is March 27th. (laughs) No way. Dude, Yo, I'm about wait. to pull out Seriously. my freaking! I-, I swear to God. You're an Aries boy. Yes, the Woo! best sign ever. Yeah, right? You know what, I guarantee I'm gonna- Oh my gonna God, h- that's I'm why we we're, so we're gonna hook up. well. I don't care, <laughs> bring your girlfriend along. Um- <laughs> Serious shit. <laughs> swear to God. Oh my Put God. Put that on everything. That's why I was like, we did the dates, I'm like, March what, okay. March what? March 27th, 1972, that's
0: baby. It? That's it, that's the ticket. That's why we're that's, getting we're along That's, we're so awesome.
1: Day. Okay, so now your advice should give. Sorry guys, I'm riding my high on this birthday.
0: Be prepared. I mean, seriously, if you want to go on any of these types of athletic shows, because they will drill you. This is not just let's run through an obstacle course once, because most of the time you're doing two shows a day. So you have to have your endurance. You have to have your athletic ability, your strength. You've got to have a lot going on. And when these shows come about, they're not just looking for like your athletic ability. They're looking for a look. They're looking that you can actually uh, come to the table and you can speak because they're gonna have you do some interviews. And that's one thing about the American Gladiators tryouts. We had thousands and thousands of people trying out for this show. I remember going to New York and at the New York tryouts, it was literally wrapped around the building and thousands of people trying out. And they just cut them one by one by one by one. You had to do a 40 yard dash, you had to do pull-ups, you had to do uh, push-ups. And then on the Gladiators, you had to do like a simulated Powerball drill. But then after that, they put you on camera. So they were like, so tell us a little bit about yourself. And you just, if
1: you- All winded and beat up already damn near.
0: Absolutely. They wanted it at the very end. You were winded, you were exhausted. Now speak. (laughs) Can you talk now after you just
1: went for a run and did that? So
0: anybody- You have to be ready then. You have to be. So anybody going out for any of these shows, um, American Ninja Warrior is that is in a class of its own. That is something that you literally have to go to an American Ninja Warrior training gym because you can't get that kind of training outside anywhere else because it's just insane. I um, love that show by the way. It's well, I like the
1: host too, both of those guys are great.
0: You know, the show came off of our show. That's just oh, one, sure big, all, everything has, one big, it's one big eliminator.
1: That's all yeah. it is. And it's great because you just see people, you ride the stories, you ride their run, and then you see the young ones, you see the guy with the fake leg and this guy and that. I just, I get so drawn in. My family, we've done it with the kids where I put obstacle courses around the house and like, okay, who's the Ninja Warrior here today, guys? It's just such a fun one.
0: Um, and then they, there was the, uh, the Titans, which was the rocks, right? I believe. Oh, right? Yeah. Yes. And if you, if you watch any of these shows, they do drill you, you have to be in shape. You have to be strong. You, there are so many elements that come across the table, but at the same time, I always encourage people to try out. It's like, just go for it. See if yeah. you've got what it takes to be the best of the best, because that's what it boils down to. We want to know who the weekend warrior is the best of the best
1: that can go out there and bang. I had seen another question that we had and I got this because like I said, we had you on our show and then we did some research. What do you guys want to ask her? Somebody asked, what was your contract like and what type of (laughs) advice would you give to somebody that's negotiating their first entertainment contract?
0: That's that's an interesting subject because, um, Do I dare say we're still dealing with it today?
1: You know, what's funny is we didn't talk about this, nor do I know. I could only imagine it was the first of its kind. They didn't have it set up pre-set up. I mean, let's just look at major league sports now. How many people still sit out? Contracts are a monster to deal with. There's a writing contract. There's a this contract. They're all different to deal with, but this is the first show that of of its kind. What is the athlete worth to bang and possibly kill yourself?
0: And no insurance. By the way, we had no insurance. So that's part whatsoever. of the contract. That's no part of insurance. The contract. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, know? Do
1: you want to sign up for this? You have no insurance. You could possibly die.
0: Absolutely. did and it say
1: that in the contract.
0: Yes. And you cannot sue them.
1: 100%. If you die, you or your family cannot yep. get cannot benefits.
0: Cannot. 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 And you said that was good. <laughs> and you ne- <laughs> well, here is the thing. <laughs> and you never sign a contract because well, first of all, they're illegal today. But we signed a contract, and it's in the contract, and the word is, um, in perpetuity. Perpetuity, for life, literally, for life.
1: No matter if your now, hips are hurting later in life. Here's my this.
0: question. My question is this, whoever signed those contracts back in the day, they can't hold up to today. There's no way if we went to court that that contract can then can hold up in court today. Can Times it? Times have changed, right? Everything has changed. So our contracts, they blew chunks. Was it one page? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Two pages. That's it, dude. That is so awesome. Two pages, and it's so vague. It's so vague. You just kind of you look at it and go, "Really? Let's 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 go into this." So there are certain things we are still dealing with today. We know that we cannot use the logo. We're cool with that. We can't. Uh, the American Gladiator logo is owned by the gentleman who did the thirty for thirty. Um, he's he literally does not like any of us because apparently we made him look bad in the thirty for thirty. But yet here's the thing that he has to understand. He told the truth. Here's here's the thing he has to understand is our muscles and mayhem documentary saved his ass. I mean, because it really put the American Gladiators in a good light. You know, people were actually excited to watch it. They were like, Oh my God, I didn't know so much was going on. This is so cool. When they watched the 30 for 30, they were like, Oh, that sucked. Wow. He sucks. Wow. The show kind of sucked. I mean, it was terrible. So we brought it back to life. No,
1: Netflix did. And not only that, it also led me to go to eBay and grab this beautiful American gladiator of the lady that I went behind called Ice. And I want you guys to see this. I mean, if you can see on the (laughs) YouTube what we're looking at now, but this American gladiator is just, I didn't know you were a man. (laughs) 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 I mean... (laughs) <laughs> yes, you're buff looking and you're buff as can be but okay. the face I don't remember your face and your hair looking this crazy. You were way dude, hotter than dude, this Dude, first, first and
0: foremost, I never really looked at the face of this that's doll That's what I mean, this
1: face of this doll is
0: ridiculous it is the. Ugly. Look at this thing first. Okay. If you're, if it's you're as bad
1: as toys could be made back look, then. If
0: you're on Spotify and you're listening to this, please go to the YouTube. You got to watch this. This, it looks as though they took all, even just the male dolls and they slapped a little makeup on it. Look, what's going on with the the left eye? It's like it It looks like you have
1: two lazy eyes <laughs> and you got punched in each cheek. And then not and only the blue, that, look at the blue, the, ma- the, the makeup blue, uh, is just like so beyond and your hair is just as, crazy the blue scra- eyeshadow. I, I looks like Connor's hair. Oh my God. And that's terrible. And, and you the guys lipstick will
0: be- is like half ass on. For
1: those that are listening to the show, you'll be hearing from Connor as he'll be the producing, uh, <laughs> doing her show. Know that when you look at that, that's, her- and then not only that, the hands on this model oh, no, no, that no, I'm no. looking at are as big as the legs. And it's like the oversized hands, the way they have you, <laughs> I mean, I I didn't open it up, but I can only imagine if you pull these hands together and you put them (laughs) like this. And they'd be like this. They are going, like, if you're holding something to your mouth and trying to suck down a... Banana tree, maybe, or something, because it's like, why do your hands are like that?
0: Okay, it's supposed to be holding on to the jousting stick, but the way it they pos- like I it's like it, holding on the jousting stick, but this I is mean the ugliest doll I have ever seen in my life. Folks, order yours Literally. on eBay
1: right now. Find it, American Gladiators ice ice baby. Oh, I love it. That Did is- you ever do anything with vanilla ice? No, I want them on my show. You need to have him I on.
0: want Vanilla Ice on my show. I'm, 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 I'm going out and I'm asking, I'm asking right now, I've got to get him on my show.
1: I think I have a couple of plugs. I, I can help with that, I think. Beautiful. Yeah, I definitely think I can do that. Okay, well, now that I talked about this, we talked about that. Question number three, how did your relationship with the producers and content owners evolve over the span of the show?
0: Um, the producer, I mean, over the show, we, we had, it seemed like we had a different producer every year, to be honest with you. Every year that I was on Gladiators, we had a new producer come in that one producer, Brian Gidenski, I think he stayed for two to three seasons. But other than that, every time I showed up, there was a new producer at the door.
1: Was it something that you had to get in their good grace so that you could be on and get more time or did it get like, okay, you do one, this, you do that. That's your specialty. How did they... Determine what event you were doing
0: it wasn't even necessarily a specialty we I think what they did is um, They tried to equally give the games out. They really did so we filmed two shows a day So let's say I do joust one day um, The next day zap does joust and then the next day diamond does joust It they do they tried to actually put them equally out there because let's put it this way realistically five girls five guys were all fighting for that airtime, you know, everybody wants to be on the air as much as possible. So if we went in and we saw like, if I had human Cannibal, and I really didn't, I hated human Cannibal, And I would just, I'd want to give it to somebody. I'd be like, Zap, you up for it? And she'd be like, oh, no. And I'd be
1: like, okay. Oh shit, I gotta do it again. Yeah.
0: There would be times that we would try to give events away and there, and other people are like, nah, I really don't want to, you know, but towards the end of let's say the filming session, that's when the, you know, everybody was like, give me your events, give me your events. So, but the producers, it wasn't about being in their good gracious. It it wasn't, um, it wasn't about, you know, kissing ass. It wasn't about anything like that because when we came in, we already had the schedule, you know? And yes, the more popular gladiators got, mm, I want to say maybe a little bit more airtime. And that's more, I would say more interviews. Really? Yeah, more interviews.
1: Well, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Speaking
1: of more interviews, you're gonna have a lot more interviews on season two of Chilling With Ice. When we come back, I have a question that I want you to think of right now because most of your fans listening to you know that you're gay, lesbian, whatever the correct term is for people that wanna use. Um, But you came out in an early stage in the 90s and you know somebody out there listening today, what advice do you give young people exploring their sexuality because let's just face it, we just had our first football basketball player come out. You know what I mean? You're an American gladiator, you're a woman. You just think it was easier because you're a woman. But there's a lot of people that deal with it that are women that maybe not even are in sports and you're listening to her because you just are into her and you're not out of the closet. You know, we call <laughs> it the green closet on Cannabis Talk 101, but this is chilling with ice. We'll get that answer right when we come back.
0: I want to take a moment and remind all of my listeners that this is a self- funded podcast. And I would absolutely love your support for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. That's it. That's like what? Five to ten dollars (laughs) nowadays. You can donate to my Patreon page and that would make all the difference in the world to me. So for a small donation, you're going to get back so much more in rewards. Like you're going to be able to watch all my podcasts on video without any advertisements. I will have exclusive content like behind the scenes footage, a private Facebook group where you can get all the interaction with me directly. You're going to see some really cool private photos on there as well. A monthly Q&A, and I'm going to do a direct shout out to you. And I'm going to follow you on all your social medias and so much more. So find me on Patreon at Chilling With Ice, or just go ahead and click the link in the show notes. Welcome back to Chilling with Ice. And Joe, you had some good questions about being um, gay, lesbian. What do you and- like
1: to be called? Is there, a, is there a term that you're like, I think <sighs> that's more socially- you know,
0: I don't, It's int- thank you for asking that. It's, re- it's an interesting question. First of all, I hate the word dyke. Thank ah. God that's been kind of like pushed out. I haven't heard that word for a long time. I it almost reminds
1: word. me of like the hick that's in the back cuts yelling at somebody. God fucker,
0: <laughs> Exactly.
1: God. like, dude, what's wrong yeah. with you? Like, come on.
0: Um, I really hated the word lesbian for the longest time. I just, it didn't flow with me. Um, I didn't like a label. I really didn't. You know, I just, I never, I, don't, I just never really like,
1: not It's gays. almost weird that everybody yeah. has to it's have like, one, God, right? like, don't oh, hey, give I'm me a straight. label. Well, oh, there's there's so many of them. There's the he, the him, the her, the ha, the, the ho, the those, the, the um, I mean, as you the, say, you yeah. hate them. I, I would agree too. Who yeah. are you? You're Lori, you're ice. I'm, I'm a fucking I'm, person. Yeah, I'm me. I'm, 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 a I'm, I'm, I'm a woman.
0: I'm a woman. I'm female. Well, then again, here's the label. Don't even start me on that, don't even. I mean, there's more labels of that. I mean bullshit.
1: Okay, I'm sorry, oh, no, I don't care if you're listening
0: or not. It's bullshit.
1: I I mean, I agree There were
0: women. We have- But it's, I mean, it's fucking crazy way. as you say it's, that, it's, though, dude. It's, it's There's crazy- There's so many the, people
1: that don't call me a woman anymore.
0: It's the atmosphere that we're in. It's this- it, It's just- It's nuts. So what do you
1: prefer? What would Lori like it's as Fucking ICE? call me Lori. Call me Ice. And then, are, what are you? Uh, lesbian, gay, straight, blah, blah, blah. If someone's talking you, you at the bar and somebody- What's up? I don't nothing, Just not know. Are, are you hot? You are hot, bro. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, are you hot? I I if you're a female and you're hot, we, you know. You're cool. female and hot. If you're a male and you're hot, okay.
1: Okay, cool. so, okay, so I then like somebody that. So somebody's they- going to go,
0: "Oh, well then you're bisexual." You know, here's the thing. Ever since I've been in high school and realized, oh, I really like women." I've always said I have the best of both worlds. Now, and you've heard me, I mean, people who have followed me on different podcasts, they know this cuz I've said it before. I've always connected with women mentally, emotionally, everything else. Men, I just can't. I don't know why. I don't know what it is with you guys. Well, I love you. Heads. I love you. And I, lo- I mean, I find your body very attractive. Don't mind the sex. Seriously, everything. I mean, get a little bored once in a while, but you know mm-hmm. what it is. But so I can't I can't label myself. That's so no hard label. Okay. One. OK, that's OK. I, and I
1: think that's fine. I, I loved everything you said, and I think it's appropriate. So what would you say to the young folk out there that's dealing with their sexuality today and have a hard time coming out with it?
0: Mm. I guess the question is, first of all, why are you having a hard time coming out with it? especially in this society. I mean, literally anything goes, you want to identify as a dog, a cat, whatever you want to identify as, people seem to be accepting for some weird reason. So when it just comes to your sexuality, I mean, it's an an open playing field right now. So you shouldn't, I mean, the question is, most of the time it comes down to family. Most of the time it always comes down to their family. Like my mom would, you know, my girlfriend, for instance, didn't want to come out to her mom for months because she was so afraid her mom would literally keel over and have a heart attack. And I had to convince her, it's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. So most of, some of the women, men, whoever, you're having a hard time coming out, mainly it's your family and that's when you have that nice little sit down soft talk, you know, kind of test the waters a little bit like I did. And then you just gotta be you, you gotta be who you are. If If you are not who you are in this world, you're gonna be screwed and you're gonna be very unhappy. It's just reality,
1: it's funny, growing up, my stepbrother um is gay, and he just never wanted to admit it, right? and I'm like, hey, bro, <laughs> like you're gay <laughs> I mean, I you know, at this point, I've worked in San Francisco for a long time, and um I'm very hip and click with the gay community, and I love the gay community, and I have made out with a lot of dudes as I showed you a picture right. of myself. And um, I'm not gay, but I can smell a gay in a heartbeat. So and when you're like,
0: ma- here's my question. When you're making out with these guys, what's the difference?
1: Well, for me, it's entertainment, and there was no excitement except for, oh, this should be good and funny. It was never the arousal excitement for me. I just you're had like, to ask. Oh no, I think it's a great question. Actually, I really <laughs> like it. Actually, because no one's ever asked me like, "What's the excitement?" No, I don't, I mean, it was I. I'm down to do anything in the name of entertainment. Mm-hmm. So like that, my limits. Like, oh, we're gonna shoot a porn. Cool. You need me to start anything? Whatever. Oh, you want to do this? We're gonna do-. cool. Like this is for entertainment. Let's go. So you're gonna do? You're gonna be the guy that tries
0: anything once.
1: I was now that I'm a little older now uh, I backed off and realized that you know and back when I was doing that social media wasn't around oh, I mean I know. I, you know I don't have I don't have three kids and yeah. you know what I mean I don't have all this fucking people yelling at me if I do something stupid now yeah where I'm like I don't care I'm like well we do I'm like you're
0: oh, like so really? what that's
1: not your life it's mine let me do what I want to do and are then you, I still got to deal with repercussions are
0: you ever afraid of being cancelled
1: yeah, sometimes I'm not gonna lie because, you know, there's some things I'd really like to talk about sometimes and I go, mm, you know what? I don't know enough about it or if I do think this way, ah, I can see that. Well, like even me though, I feel like when I ask this, like even with you right now, like what's what do you like to be called rather mm-hmm. than what do I want to call it? It's not, I don't have the... Um, Other part is I don't have that, oh, I'm gonna call you this because that's what you are. Like, I'm not a dictator in anything, in my opinion, in my way I walk. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, you know, I don't think anybody's all one thing, I don't think, you know, all women with short hair or whatever, are gay, or or whatever, right, so it's not like I'm, I mean, there's a lot of stereotypes, of course, that are. I don't block out of my head and I could roll a dice and be like, I might hit this and Mm -hmm. you might hit that because that's what you look like. You know, like when you looked at me when I was younger, Joe, you were a thug back in the day, you said. And I was like, yes, I was back then. When you look at those pictures, you can Mm -hmm. paint the picture. So, you know, I I just don't label and look at people that way to get canceled. Um, And I try to watch my mouth, even though I come from the world when I used to do radio and talk shit, where I just would say anything and everything. I've kind of pulled back my tongue, so to speak, and learned to pipe down a little bit more and not be so freely, you know... So old schoolish, but I don't mind it. But I, you know, that's off. And when you're bullshitting and having a cigar and you're just hanging out with your close buddies.
0: It was kind of a little bit of my fear when I started the podcast, because I know I can be mouthy and I know I can say what I speak. And that's what everybody loves about me so much is my being very authentic of who I am and speaking my mind. But in, again, today's climate, you just have to be super careful. And
1: and when I do that, like, it's all in the name of entertainment jokes, Mm -hmm. like, Yes. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit there and be like, people don't take like right anymore. now, like when I see you walk in, I might go, oh, here comes the dike. Just because <laughs> I know you hate it. I I'm going to fucking exactly kill you. Right? I'm because kill I'm like, you. wow, why does she hate that? Well, well what am I doing? I'm fucking jabbing her. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? you such a dick. Exactly. <laughs> and that's funny as stupid. Like, would he get canceled for that? Yeah. But like, we're buddies and, you know, you fuck with your buddies that way, though, right? Like, you so don't I can just, just walk and go, you're such a dick. <laughs> totally, and and I love it because that, that my point is you talk yes. that way with your friends. I know exactly, and you can't just talk that way with somebody you're interviewing or you're just bullshitting with her. Oh, look at that! Uh, and I use that as an extreme thing. I'm not going to do that, but like my point is that's something that I can I definitely get fucking canceled for. Everybody else would be like, "What are you doing, Joe?" Blah, blah blah. And probably people listening, "What did he just say?" Right. Like using it as an example of something that you do with your friends right. that you know you can get away with because nowadays you just can't talk. And, and I don't really there's not a lot of things that I can think of that I'd even do that would even borderline get me canceled to be honest. Mm-hmm. But you know, you just never know when it you is claimed that. Like even earlier, the he, hims, and you're like, what, and that could be something for us. Like, Hey, you guys, no, I am a- That uh, was a, not
0: appropriate.
1: A, yeah, we know we really do identify as them. And as that's what we are. I'm it's a dog. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Next question for you, Lori, ice and chilling with ice season two is coming. Well, she'll be interviewing tons of different celebrities, tons of different people in the, you know, world of entertainment and health and fitness. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to this. And as people thought about you and think about the gladiators, no longer being here when the show ended, was it as you expected? Or did it just end and you were like, what happened?
0: Um, no, it did not ex- it did not end the way we expected it. I expected at least maybe a phone call. Um an So you email, didn't get a call? <laughs> no call, no nothing. You just whatsoever. never got the
1: call to come to the next show? No,
0: no, nothing. So Literally if they called nothing. you tomorrow, oh,
1: the next show's tomorrow. Right, exactly.
0: I'd be like, <laughs> damn, 35 years later, I'm rocking. I'm ready to rock it. Let's go. Um, yeah, we had no idea. We were doing the live show, by the way, down in Orlando, Florida. And so we were doing that like five nights a week. And I used to go a month and play down there for about, you know, on the live show, come home a month, go a month. And so I was down there and all of a sudden we walked up to the studio. It wasn't even a studio, it was a live live arena. And there was chains on the door. Wow. And nobody showed up to unlock those chains. And we all stood in the parking lot going, what the hell's going on? So, I mean, I know a lot of my listeners have heard that story before, but yet at the same time, I think the reason why you're hearing it so much is because of the fact there was never every closure. I never had closure on the show. None of the gladiators had any closure whatsoever. So that's one of the reasons why we actually want to get together and do a reunion show, to be honest with you, so that we can actually have some damn closure
1: on the show. And as you say that, another question was, you know, how long did it take you to find your new role in society after American Gladiators was over because you didn't know it was over, hmm. so you didn't know if it was going to end one year, two year. What am I doing? Am I going to be a real estate agent? Am I going to be a fucking fitness instructor? Am I gonna, what is my new role in life? How was that for you to even deal with?
0: It was. It was extremely hard to deal with it because there was nothing on the horizon that I could go. Okay, this is you know, it's plan your life. Your basically. two page contract
1: didn't have my it all two page now. contract. <laughs> You couldn't refer back to the two pages and go, hey, wait a minute, let me look through this contract and figure out what our next gig is.
0: <laughs> nothing. It didn't have dates. It didn't have from this date to that date, literally nothing. It's, it it had was such a, yes, you did. It was just like nothing. Yeah, that was funny. That was good. <laughs> um,
1: damn, yeah. I we. What I, was that like for you? Mo- I can you, only imagine all of you guys like, not knowing it's over, it was at the top of the ratings in the 90s as the biggest show. You're athletic, you're still working out. You gotta be the kings and queens at every gym you go to. You're working out in Los Angeles at Golds. You're a freaking celebrity there, for God's sakes. And then it's like, hey, when's the show coming on? Hey, what are you doing next? Hey, what are you doing next? You're like, hey, no idea.
0: Um, we, we were constantly doing personal appearances and things like that. So we were all in oh, communication no, with good. each other. And we are also in communication with like the management side of the show. So we would constantly be picking their brain because we knew that the show, if if we, if (laughs) we were filming the following year, it would start, uh, I want to say March, April, May, I want to say around May. Okay. So May is when it would start. So as we were leading up to May, we would hear things, you know, obviously going into the office, doing our personal appearances, getting this, getting that we'd be like, okay. So they would either be talking about the show coming up or talking about the live show or talking about the tour that we did. But I think what happened is after we got done doing the live, um, the actual television show, the very last year, we went directly and started doing the Orlando live. Mm. So therefore, we didn't really go back to the studios. And so we lost communication with a lot of the producers and the management and things like that. Cause we we're all doing the Florida, la- uh, Florida live. And I think that loss of communication, was pretty key to not knowing anything else that was going on in our career you know because of the fact that that was that was the only way that we knew so you're right i didn't know whether it be a uh, real estate agent <laughs> to go out and start my own fitness company it was at the last minute that i went oh shit this thing's not starting up i need some money to pay my mortgage i better go start bartending
1: so you went back to bartending. I went, I,
0: not even back. You started. I started.
1: Oh. I started
0: because it was quick money. It was fast. And it, I was going into the largest country bar in all of Orlando, Florida. And it was called Eight Seconds. And a very good friend of mine, John Locke, who I love very deeply, he actually had that bar. And it was it was two-story. It had a tractor pull. It had bull rides. Wow. Live, live bull bull rides. Wow. And it was just a ginormous bar. And I walked up and I said, I really want to start bartending. I have my cowboy hat on, my tits out, you know, the whole thing, my cowboy boots on. Look, my cowboy boots on. All still buff, got them on.
1: Tight shorts with your big old quads. Shit. Oh. And he I goes, he goes, you here, more than one. he
0: goes, here's your uh, here's your uh your interview. What's in a rum and coke? What's <laughs> about it? <laughs> I could make that, sir. Hell yeah. But in that bar, we everybody knew that most of the bartenders either had to leave or die before you took their position. To be honest with you, it was that busy and everybody wanted to work there. So I got very fortunate. He knew who I was. I swam American Gladiators. Why not have her at my bar? And boom, I came in. But I bet you that, killed it then. Huh? You're, I you're making good it. money there. I, I mean- always got the, hey, little lady, you want to go gator hunting with me? <laughs> And I would always held up my ring because I always wore a ring no matter if I was with somebody or not. Well, and, you know, I'm kind of married. Oh, that's okay, little lady. Let's still go out gator hunting.
1: Oh, yeah. They oh, didn't man. give a shit. <laughs> Bigger the tip, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> How big of a tip are you leaving there, cowboy? How you got there, cowboy. So oh, we had a good time. Fun. So what else did you do after that?
0: Um, after bartending, I actually opened up my gym. I had a 10,000 square foot gym in Orlando, Florida.
1: Wow. I know. And then when did you move back to California?
0: when I knew that I had to have it, I had to hold the business for five years in order to get the books underneath me so I could sell it. I was not gonna walk away from that gem. Right. I hated living in Florida for five years. It was, it was supposed to be a very small, short-time gig, but with the humidity, the flying cockroaches, and everybody working at Disney, and I was so used to seeing mountains that I just couldn't wait to come home. <sighs> so, I, so I had, it, I had my gem for five years, sold it, came back to California, At that point in time i opened up a tanning salon had the tanning salon for five years turned around did the same thing sold it made some money then went into real estate oh i loved opening up businesses and selling them i loved it loved it and nowadays you can't even i wouldn't touch a brick and mortar business right now
1: oh they're so hard and the areas and the cost and everything else well folks i hope you guys are ready for season two of chilling with ice it was a real honor to sit down with you and hear your words about me, but I look forward to helping produce this show with you, Lori. I think your listeners are going to love it, and they love you and everything you do. And once again, tell them what they could expect on season two coming Uh, up.
0: Season two is going to be so much fun, especially being here at Cannabis Talk 101 in the studios. These guys, you guys are so professional. I love my producers, my new producers. Thank you so much. Connor and Daniel over there. Connor and Daniel. Connor, we're going to be talking. You know that.
1: That's like Ren and Stimpy over there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, and with all the different interviews of sports, um, oh, I, I have so many athletes lined up that I can't wait to get in here. I want to know their pivotal moments. I want to know how they tick. I mean, I know how I work, but everybody is so different. So I love those moments when I get to interview them and, you know, find out how they tick. Right. Um, some of the icons out there, some models out there. So yeah, season two is going to be a great year. I'm super excited to be here in my new home. Thank you so much for taking me under your wing and I'm going to make you proud. And this thing is going to blow the fuck. Well, this up. is your show.
1: So wrap it up.
0: Thank you so much, you guys, for being here with us, for chilling With Ice. And until our next episode, peace out. Have a great day and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Chillin' With Ice. And don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember to follow us on Patreon and YouTube at Chillin' With Ice. And on Instagram and TikTok, you can follow me at laurie.ice.fetrick. I look forward to chillin' with you next time here on Chillin' With Ice.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old.